So when it comes to public speaking, do you struggle at all? Do you stutter? Do you stammer? Do you lose your train of thought? Do you get sweaty? Do you pace at all? Do you rehearse over and over and over and over again? And then when you get up to deliver, it still doesn't go the way that you were planning? Well, if you answered yes to any of those questions, then I think today's episode with Brendan on behalf of Master Talk will be perfect for you. So what is Master Talk? To some, it may be a website. To some, it may be a YouTube series. To some, it may be a business. To me, all in all, it is a helpful resource, a helpful tool that when tapping in, when just applying some of the tips and tricks, even some that he shared in this interview, I think it will thoroughly enhance your communication skills. It will thoroughly improve your public speaking skills. Because contrary to popular belief, Brendan was somebody who said when he was growing up, he was not the best communicator. But instead of letting that get the best of him, instead of really letting that shape the way he moved through life, he decided to hone in on it. He decided to tackle the problem, face his issues head on, and now the results speak for themselves. So without further ado, enjoy episode 122, The Gift of Gab. All right, I'd like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner, man. It's been a busy month. It's been some busy weeks, some busy days, all of that. But nonetheless, busy is good, man. Very excited to be sitting down with Brendan today, man. He was somebody who, once again, I feel like I've been paying a lot of homage to Guestio lately, but I really have to shout out Guestio, man. That platform is amazing. If you're any type of just creative speaker, business owner, entrepreneur, anything like that, I highly suggest you get on that platform from one, just being able to get booked, but two, being able to make bookings yourself. So Brennan was somebody who I was able to come in contact with via the platform. He reached out, sent me everything on his side. I went through everything, thoroughly impressed. As somebody who, you know, I love public speaking. As y'all can tell, I love all things public speaking. If you couldn't tell, now you know. But was really just very impressed with everything that he has going on on his end, how he's really trying to not only educate and inform, but also really just provide resources to everybody out there. And then the best part about it, my favorite F word is free. So anything you know that's free, that's out there, that can really help you out, that can really make things happen, I think you should definitely take advantage of it. So I was able to connect with him. We were really able to get on here. The turnaround time was very quick. So I'm very excited to be sitting down with him today. Very excited for y'all to be able to tap in with him, hear what he has to say, but then also follow up with him. And hopefully his between him, his channel, his resources, everything that he has, I definitely think he can help some people out. So, Brendan, how you doing today, man? How's everything? Good, Tamar, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. I can never complain. So, look, I know that we're going to have some people. You told me that you're based in Canada, so I love that now. Another international interview, man. I'm really excited for that. But I know we're going to have some people from my side. I know we're going to have some people from your side. I know we're going to get a mix of people in between. So, can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the podcast today? Yeah, for sure, tomorrow. Happy to talk about that. So for me, the origin story was college. I went to business school. And I never really wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was never the goal. My goal is actually to be an accountant. So that's what I studied in. But while I was studying in business school, I competed in case competitions. Think of it like professional sports tomorrow, but for nerds. So while other guys my age are playing basketball or rugby or football, things I'm not really super into, I did presentations competitively, and that's how I learned how to speak. But then as I got older, I started coaching a lot of the students in college and university so that they could win competitions, kind of by accident. And that's when the idea for Mass Talk came, because I realized that, huh, everything that I'm sharing with them isn't really available for free on the internet. So I started making YouTube videos in my mom's basement. This is probably three, four years ago when I was just in the early days of Master Talk. And then as the years went by, I was able to attract an executive clientele. And now the mission is to help every single human being on earth become a great speaker. Wow. That's quite the origin story. I definitely, um, 
I can't say that while we, like I said, while we both share the same love for public speaking, mine was definitely a little bit different. But like you said, kind of stumbled into that by an accident. That's very interesting. So would you say prior to going to business school, prior to really starting to compete and everything like that, where did your interest really lie? I know you said you were studying accounting, you wanted to be an accountant and everything like that. Did you have any public ex- speaking experience prior to that? Did you have a love for it? Was it just something you did on the side or did this really all hit you when you were in school? It actually really hit me when I was in school. And the reason tomorrow is I sucked at communication for most of my life. And the reason is because I grew up in Montreal. And for those who don't know, Montreal in Canada is a city where you need to know how to speak French, which is a language I did not know. So I studied in French tomorrow. So my whole life, I was essentially presenting in a language I didn't even know. So you'd see me in a first and a second grade classroom. I'd look at the crowd and go, uh, bonjour. That was my life growing up as a kid. The second piece is I have a crooked left arm and because because of a search I had when I was younger. So because of that, it's still crooked to this day. So I actually always had social anxiety around presenting or just standing in front of people because people could see that it's not aligned. So that's the second piece. And then the third piece is I studied accounting. That's literally the opposite of what I do today. So I never really thought I'd be a great speaker. It actually happened by accident. I did these case competitions out of necessity because that's how you get a great job at a business school. Kind of like the fee, kind of like an NFL draft or an MBA draft. It's the same thing, but for business school students, and obviously it's a lot less competitive than the draft is. So you compete and you pretty much are guaranteed a job if you could perform well. That's what I did. I just unexpectedly really enjoyed it. Parlez-vous français? So I, I definitely, uh, I started studying French actually um, in middle school a little bit. We kind of did Spanish more so, but I started kind of doing my own thing on the side because I was just very interested in the language. But then in high school, that's where we had to pick a language, pick French. And then in college, I had to take two years of it. So, okay, I get that. But I definitely do understand, you know, kind of being in front of that for the first time, having a language that was just unfamiliar to you and having to learn it, still not getting, maybe not rolling the R's the correct way or putting the accents the right way or just different things like that. So I get all of that. But okay, so let's fast forward a little bit. Then you said you started kind of moving into the YouTube space. You said you started recording in your mom's basement and things like that. So at that point, was this just kind of you as Brendan? Was Master Talk kind of getting branded already? Was this a name that you kind of came up with in making the YouTube videos? How did that all really start for you? For sure. So two parts. So one, absolument, je parle français. So that's the French part. And the second piece is, yeah, man, I mean, at the beginning, it was really bare bones. Like I'm literally in my mother's basement. That's where my first year was for Master Talk. I had a phone and no budget because I still wasn't making any money because my parents were factory workers. I only started making money probably three months into Master Talk. But let me be really clear, not because of Master Talk, but because of my day job that was paying for Master Talk. So, so I only started making money after, after probably a year of doing Master Talk. So what happened was I was making these videos. The name was actually not even mine. We had a spreadsheet with all my friends. We put a bunch of names there. And my friend came up with the idea of Master Talk. And we realized it wasn't trademarked. So that's how I found out the name. And the logo, my friend just made it for me. We were eating pizza or something. And he said, like, you need a logo. And I looked at him. And I said, dude, I've set 20 subscribers. I don't need a logo. And he's like, yeah, you should have a logo. And I'm glad he made me a logo early because that guy went on to be like some famous painter in like Barcelona and something. So, so cool. So there's the logo piece. And then the business piece too. I didn't even know you could charge people for, for coaching tomorrow. So I never saw Master Talk as a business. It was essentially, I was taking 20% of what I was making at IBM. I was a technology consultant in a past life. So it paid well. And I just produced my videos professionally because I just wanted to share it for free. But then I, went, I met my business partner, luckily for me, who's 20 years older than me, 
And he's the one who taught me the art of how to charge people, who to sell to, how to, and, and it ended up being executives of companies, and they were willing to pay a lot of money for me. So I was like, oh, I could turn this in business and make this my whole life. So that's what ended up happening. Wow, that's that's amazing. One, just hearing that, you know, you really wanted to come in this and really just provide value. It wasn't really about the monetization for you. And I feel like a lot of times that can be the make or break with coming into business, how quickly you, you know, you see maybe a friend, a colleague, or just maybe even somebody on TV who you emulate or look up to, you see them just getting at it, getting to it, you know, making a lot of money, people are charging here and there. And you think, okay, well, if they can do that, I can do that. But then as you step into the real world, as you kind of open your eyes in a sense, you really realize that sometimes things are really not as easy as they may seem. Sometimes, yes, you can very much be a one hit wonder. You can be a viral sensation. But how long can you keep that up? Because after a while, the vir- it, it runs out, it gets old, it gets played out and, and different things like that. A one hit wonder, you know, you got to see, can you repeat that? Where's the consistency? But I think the fact that you kind of came into it with that mindset before even meeting your business partner, before even kind of taking those steps in that trajectory to launch you that way. That's amazing. So with being in your mom's basement, like you said, with not really making much other than like your day job and everything, what was really the inspiration for you to continue this? Because I know as someone who recorded their, not only their intro, meaning I was letting people know that I was starting a podcast in my basement. I recorded my very first intro, my eight minute intro episode in my basement. I understand that. I understand, you know, it's not the best setup all the time. It's, it may not be how you want things to do. You may be kind of running light on resources and really have to make the most of everything. What really kept you going with Master Talk? Was it really just essentially your love for public speaking? Yeah, man. I think I think the biggest one is is passion for doing something that really matters in the world you know when i was doing case competitions i'd probably coach 60 70 people on how to speak never charge anyone a penny right once again i didn't even know it was you can get paid to do it. i just loved it it was so much fun and seeing them win and, and and get the trophies it was a real rush for me and then what happened was when i turned 22 i started when i was 19 and when i turned 22 my college life is over i'm graduating i'm essentially retiring kind of like a professional athlete who retires from the nba so it's like what do you do after that Obviously, for me, it was a much smaller scale. So I just got really bored of life, honestly, because I was working at IBM. I loved the company. Don't get me wrong. They became a client. Everything worked out. And it was a great opportunity. But I was just sitting in meetings tomorrow. And I just asked myself, like, is this really the point of life? And that's when I learned a really valuable lesson that you can only learn when you make money. Because I'm not some philanthropist. The only reason I was able to bankroll Master Talk is because I was making money. So it's not that I didn't like it. I actually focused my whole life on getting it. I just realized that time was actually way more valuable than money. Because I can't buy my 20s back. doesn't matter how much money I got. And then I said, okay, what's the game here? And I had to really hire coaches to help me figure this out. But, but I think the biggest piece with me was... I could be the next Dale Carnegie. That's what I ended up landing on. Because when Dale Carnegie was alive, he couldn't share his information on a podcast like this. He couldn't share information in an audiobook. It's not him giving it because that technology didn't exist when he was alive. And I said, well, if I could do this for the world, and I have a huge head start because I'm seven years, seven, eight years into this industry, and, I, and I'm still fairly young, I can definitely make a big dent in the world and create these resources for people who can't afford a communication coach. And that became the new exciting vision of my life. And I went full throttle into it. Wow. That's in, that's inspirational just because it, it could have, you know, you could have easily recognized your talent, easily recognized your ability, easily got the right people around you. And you could have put yourself on a different pedestal. You know, if, if like you said, people who just didn't have access to you just wouldn't have access to you. But instead of that, you kind of flipped the script a little bit and you said, look, 
I recognize that a lot of y'all probably can't have access to just different resources, communications, or it's not even that you may not be able to monetarily, you just may not know where to start. A lot of times I feel like with fields and just industries and different niches and stuff that we have, we just don't know where to start, where to go, where to look at. Google is a uh, uh, over information overload, YouTube University, as we call it, you know, it's just so much on there that sometimes you can really go in there for one thing or thinking you're looking at one thing. 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, you're like, wow, I'm on something totally different. I'm on an interest of mine. I made a purchase or two now. I'm, I'm just doing things that are so off base. So the fact that, you know, you kind of held true to your values, especially with recognizing how talented you were, man, that's just amazing. So as someone who is a, I'm going to keep saying it, is an advocate for public speaking through and through everything that I've, you know, as, from my earliest memories in middle school to just even high school to just even college, how it's only propelled me, how it's only really helped me, how it's only even, you know, even with the podcast and just like that. For somebody who may not be, not even let's just say an advocate, but for somebody who may not be as well versed or as into that field per se, what's the importance of it? Somebody coming to you for the first time just trying to figure out, hey, Brent, I love what you're doing with Master Talk. I love the tips. I love the tricks. But why? Why do I why do I need certain things? I'm not I'm not a public speaker. I'm not giving presentations. I, I just work a, a, a regular nine to five job or I just you know, I have my own business that doesn't really require me to be client facing all the time. Why do I need public speaking? For sure, man. So here's what I would say. Communication for me isn't about being on a stage. It's about impacting every area of our life. Because the way that we talk to our families, it's the way that we raise our children, it's the way that we take care of the people around us, and it's the way that we order food at a restaurant. It's every little area of our life. So that's why, I mean, look at the divorce rates, look at the way that we're managing relationships with each other. If we don't know how to communicate, that's the number one reason these things don't work. So we need to know how to communicate. That's one piece. The other piece is I've always believed, Tamar, that communication is an accelerant of dreams. And here's my three question framework to prove that. Three, one, what is it that you want in your life? To your point, right? A promotion at work, more sales in a business, whether it's client facing or not. I don't think there's a single business in the world that isn't client facing because you got to face somebody. If you're in the product-based business, you got to face the manufacturer. If you're in a service business, obviously you have clients. So that's the first piece. What do you want in life? Let's say it's grow the business, grow the career, have a better family. Question two is who already has what you want? Who is the person that already has what you want? Who has the millions, who has the career that you want, has the relationship? But the third question that we never ask ourselves tomorrow is the person that has what we want. What kind of communicator are they? How do they come off? And what is the gap between us and them? And that's what really helps us understand and frankly motivates us to even want to master communication in the first place. Wow. I, I think when you break it down like that, wow, it's, at some point in there, no matter, like you said, what you do, what you're involved in, you can, you have to answer one of those questions, at least one of them. And that was, those are questions within questions. So that's even more, you know, pertinent information for sure. So with Master Talk, coming to the YouTube channel for the first time, had, you know, had somebody just stumbled across you, whether it just be a video, whether it be a recommendation, even if they listen to this interview and they just, let, let me check Brandon out what's going on. What is something that they can expect? Is there any like mantra that you have? Is there anything that you pride yourself on just making sure that if whether you have a conversation with Brendan or not, you're going to know this about what he does, about what Master Talk is, about what the mission and the goal is here? Yeah, for sure, Tamar. So I think what I would share here is my structure on communication. So for me, communication is like juggling 18 balls at the same time, right? So one of those balls is eye contact, one of them is body language, one of them is vocal projection. 
and the list goes on. So for me, the question now becomes, what are the first three balls that we should be juggling in the air for us to get the results that we're looking for? So I call this my easy threes. So for me, what does that look like? Ball number one, the random word exercise. Pick a random word like tissue box, like phone, like light bulb, and create random presentations out of thin air. That's how we create ideas and how we share them. Because if we can make sense out of nonsense, we can make sense out of anything. And the other piece is life is filled with uncertainty tomorrow. So if you're doing small talk with somebody, you don't know how that conversation is going to go. So if you pick like phone and you create a presentation out of it, it's really easy to have that conversation with people. That's one. The second exercise is the question drill. We get asked questions all the time in our life tomorrow. But most of us are reactive to those questions. We're not proactive. So I'll give an example a few years ago. When I started guesting on podcasts, I sucked. I remember some guy asked me this, the craziest question. He was like, where does the fear of communication come from? And I look at the guy and I go, uh, Los Angeles, London, uh, San Diego? I don't know. So instead, what I did is every single day for five minutes, I would answer one question about my expertise until I had an answer for everything. And that's the way that I've always approached question drills. And if you do that for a year you'll have answered 365 questions about your industry. And then the last exercise is the video message. Pick three people you really love in your life and just send them a 20-second video message saying how grateful you are of having them and wishing them a happy holiday. All right. Y'all heard it. Look, I'm going to definitely do the last one. I, I like that one for sure. I definitely think it's always just good practice. I didn't even think about that. 360, like you said, you just take five minutes to answer a question. Every day you stay consistent with that. That's 365 questions. Who knows? Now, if somebody throws something at you that that is not encompassed in that 365 questions that I need to talk to them because they found something very, very specific. But nonetheless, I think that the consistency with these from the first step to the second step to the third step, even if you pick one per se, it can only enhance you. It can only better you know what you're trying to do, because like you said, no matter what type of industry, business, service, craft you're in, at some point you're going to have to communicate. Whether it be verbally, whether it be formally, whether it be informally, whether it just be, you know, cordially, however it is, it's going to rely on that. And I feel like the more we try to shy away from it or even recognize that, hey, I'm not a or even because I'll even call it an excuse more so because you can't just use the excuse of, hey, I'm not the best communicator. Or, hey, communication just isn't my strong suit because there are ways around that. Brendan has even discussed some today, but even still just as a communicator, that should not be something that you're OK with just saying, hey. Just not my strong suit, just not my thing, especially if you're in business. You know what I mean? So I think that that's so important. So with me, with as I was going through Master Talk, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was thoroughly impressed just from the setup to just how attention grabbing it was to just how it also kept me engaged. And a lot of it wasn't really long because, you know, we go through these videos sometimes and you got to skip around and you skim around and you lose and you miss certain things, you miss points. And you may have missed what you honestly clicked the video for. But essentially with Master Talk, I like the way you kind of have it set up. So when it comes to content creation, when it comes to you just getting on there, making videos, everything like that, even thinking about when you were in the basement starting off, did you have like a content map? Did you say, hey, I have to put out this amount of time a week that I, I have to hit these types of topics? The topics come to you from other people. Was it just, hey, somebody may have asked you a question. This sparked a totally different discussion. And you said, OK, well, let me make a video out of this. What is it really essentially? What is your creative process like when it comes to Master Talk over these years? Yeah, great question, tomorrow. So here's the way I think about it. Let's start from the baseline which is how do you succeed on YouTube? 
And what I found from research is the one surefire way of being successful on YouTube, provided you're talented enough and you're willing to put in the work, is what I call the 520 rule, which is one high quality, long form piece of content on YouTube every single week for the next 10 years. So every year has 52 weeks. You do that for 10 years, that's 520. Right. So for me, the biz- I'm in the business of figuring out what should those 520 videos be? So based on that, now it's about saying, okay, what are the 520 topics that I can drive? So this gets into the second part of the framework, which I call QIT. So QIT stands for questions, insights, titles. So let's go into it. Questions. What are the questions that my audience, my clients, different stakeholders are asking about my expertise? Example, Brendan, I'm nervous speaking in a second language. How do I present in a second language? Another question. I'm really nervous when I get on stage. How do I overcome my fear of communication? Hey, Brendan, I'm an introvert. What are some communication tips you have for introverts? So asking one question every single day, kind of like the question drill. Then what you do is you pick one of those questions, but instead of finding five minutes to answer it like we did in the question drill earlier tomorrow, now we're actually spending an hour writing the perfect answer to that question. So we're actually spending the time to say, hey, is this perfect? Are we actually getting the results we're looking for here? So what I do with every single one of my YouTube videos tomorrow, it's actually a thousand word blog that I write to make sure that all of my ideas are structured when it's game day, when I'm actually recording. And then the last piece of QIT is titles. Now we take the question and we turn into a title. So once again, Brendan, I'm nervous. How do I present in a second language? So how does this now translate into a title? It translates to how to present in a second language. And that's QIT. And then the last piece to that is being ahead of the game. So one thing that a lot lot of people know about me is my content for 2023 on YouTube is already done. So I'm currently producing 2024 right now. So you always want to stay ahead. The biggest problem that most people have is they're not consistent. So if you're not consistent, you lose. But if you're consistent for 10 years, you'll pretty much win. And I definitely have to back that. Not to say that I don't back anything else that you said, because I do. But I, I definitely, well, one, hearing that you're already set for 2023 is amazing. Just in thinking about, um, I have to give a shout out to one of my uh, former interviewees, Ange from Ampere Business Solutions. She actually sent me a pretty much a planner for the entire 2023. So if I wanted to, similar to you, I could map out all my content, get everything together. And what have I done? I've started doing that. I've started tackling. I've started scheduling things because, you know, things can get overwhelming. I was even going through my schedule today. And between Sunday and Monday, so between next Sunday and Monday, I have six interviews. So it's just like, you know, three in one day, three in another. But the fact that I'm, I'm just also thinking about, well, one, that can sound overwhelming to summer. That can just sound like a lot. To me, I'm thinking, oh, that's a lot of content. I can repurpose this here. I can do that there. I can just have things that I can sit on. I'm thinking about the live events that I did and how to promote those. I'm thinking how I have some photos, how I have some videos. But the fact that, you know, I want to put it all out there. So I think that that is so much because like you said, through this all, no matter what Brandon tells you, no matter what I tell you, no matter what you hear, read or see, it's all about you and that consistency. If you can't show up every day for what you have going on, your business, your service, your craft, your nine to five, whatever the case may be, it's null and void. Like you said, the, the, the success will write itself, but it's all up to you. You have that pen, you have that pencil, that writing utensil, whatever it is. And so I really think that through and through, that's all it takes. For me, people ask me a lot, like how were you able to do 119 episodes? How have you been able to do three events? How have you went from audio now to just visuals? How have you not started on YouTube? Now you're on YouTube. How have you? How does your Instagram just look so, you know, your grid is just crazy. It's just you. 
I just do it. I just wake up. You know, I really, it's no science to it. It's no method to it. No, I, I get tired just like you. I get sleepy just like you. You know, I, it's days where I wake up, I don't want to do certain things, you know, but at the end of the day, you just do it. You recognize that if you, Brandon's been doing this for a while, though. He said he started in the basement. I think about my start in the basement. I think about that. If I would have left that back there in that basement, all the connections I wouldn't have had, all the dope people I wouldn't have been able to talk to. I wouldn't have maybe discovered master talk as quick as I did. And it took me three years to get to this, but you know, I've been public speaking all my life. So it's just like, you never really know what's around that corner. What one more post will do for you. What one more email, what one more conversation will do, what communicating will do in general. So I love that a lot. So now when you think about all you've done, when you think about all that you're currently doing, when you think about even now, 2024, thinking ahead, really, because you're, that's a futuristic, futuristic approach, not just 2023, but that's 2024. That's an entire, you know, year difference. What is any, or is there anything that, you know, you're looking to get involved in? Is there anything that you feel like, and even an avenue that you feel like you haven't touched since starting in the basement, is there anything that you may have even read or have even heard from a communication side, from a public speaking side that you're interested to kind of talk about any topics, any content that you really want to get into? Essentially, something that I like to do here, I love to pull things out of people. Obviously, for what you can share, I don't want to spoil anything. I don't want people, you know, just feeling like they don't know how to tap in with you for the entire 2023 because he already mapped it out for us on Down to Business. No, but essentially, I also do want people to have something to look forward to, to recognize that while you're on here right now, while after we get off of this, you're still going to handle business and do certain things, you're always thinking, you're always working. So what are some things that, you know, you're just looking to get involved in, even some new heights that you're looking to take? Yeah, for sure, Tamar. Appreciate that, man. Yeah, I would say for me, the, the big piece now that we added in our strategy recently that I actually been lazy on for many years that I should have took seriously in the early days of Master Talk is TikTok and Instagram. So now I'm posting daily, you know, shorts, reels, TikToks every single day. And I wasn't doing that before, right? So that's really a big piece to the strategy that I should have took a lot more seriously earlier. But I would say besides that, the long-term vision for me is how do we empower every genius in our society to become exceptional communicators? So for me, what that looks like, I think YouTube is going to play a massive part in that, kind of like with Mr. B's, because it's a great status symbol and it's easy for people to gain access to all that content. But I think another piece, the two other pieces, is growing my coaching practice. So I have more financial resources to play more on the media side. And then in my 30s, I'll eventually write a book on communication and hopefully it'll be a good one. That's the, that's the idea. I like that. And something that you said just now that one I can resonate with, but one I also want to challenge you to kind of expound on a little bit is wishing you had done things sooner. Man, I'm a that's that's like <laughs> if I could write that in like the bylaws of the podcast or anything or concept, whatever you want to call it, the articles or whatever, it would be start as soon as you have the idea. Because for me, I'm not on TikTok yet, but something that I made a promise to in um, two episodes ago was that I would be on TikTok. So one of the interviewee, big shout out to uh, Snack, she's holding me accountable to that. She texted me. She said, you need to be on TikTok by the end of the year. We're counting down. You know, December is rolling after pretty much after Halloween, everything just it just goes like that. But no, I say that to say, while one, you feel as though you could have been on things sooner, you could have started certain things sooner, you could have been more consistent and just in different avenues. Two, you didn't let that stop master talk. You didn't just say, hey, I'm not on TikTok. Everybody's raving about TikTok. Okay, if I can't get on there, if I can't do that, it's just up and over with. You recognize, hey, I'm not on that. I could be on that. Let me get on that. Now that I'm on that, let me stay consistent with it. So what can you really say to people who may come to you, may even listen to this and just feel like, wow, I'm behind. A lot of the things that Brendan is saying, a lot of things that they discussed today, one, I've never done. Two, I've never thought of. Three, like I said, I'm not the best communicator. So for people who come to you and just feel like, you know, they're so behind the eight ball. 
that they just have a lot of work to be done that they can't catch up at this point. What do you yeah, you know, I think the truth, Tamar, and it's a good advice for myself too, not just your audience, is you're never as behind as you think you are. So like, for example, in my case, yeah, sure, I'm complaining to you on this podcast. I'm behind. I mean, for real, I'm not. I mean, I'm 26 years old. I'm seven years into this game. Like, I started pretty early. But of course, I'm always kicking myself because I started my YouTube channel in 2016 when I started the, my knowledge instead of 2019. Like my channel would be way bigger because I just would have had a massive head start. I'd be at three hundred thousand, not the count that I'm at now, right? So that that's one piece. But I think the other piece is to acknowledge the progress and to appreciate the impact you're already creating. There's a great quote by Ali Gadet on this. He says that if you help one person, the world will give you permission to help everyone else. And that's always been my perspective with life is like, sure, I'm frustrated. I'm not progressing as quickly. But I think the other piece that I've actually learned recently, right, in the last two years that I'm kind of getting better at is to ask ourselves power, empowering questions around the impact we're already creating in the world. Like sometimes I just sit down and I go, wow, look at how my life has changed. Like now I'm just coaching a bunch of CEOs and executives. I wasn't doing this like literally four years ago and I have a full business. I don't have to work a job. Like this is my life now and I have a full-time income. Not a lot of people have that tomorrow. So I think it's having that gratitude and saying, yeah, I could be faster. I could be better. But And we we're going to do that for sure. But I think the other piece is also going, yeah, you know, I've done well too. So that's what I encourage your audience to think about. You know, Zig Ziglar says this so well. He's like, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. And I think that's so true is that most people, they just never start. That's why they lose. But if you're the person who starts, you're already ahead of 95% of people. And then the last thing I would say is really focus on your who. Taki Moore says your why is usually backrolled by a who. So for me, the reason I, I took such aggressive action, because even if I flopped on TikTok and Instagram, now we're posting daily, but I never flopped on YouTube. I haven't missed a, a week in four years. And I don't think I ever will because I'm so ahead of the game. So the reason I'm so focused though on that and why I've never missed, because most YouTubers are not consistent at all. That's why they're not successful on the platform is that for me, I always did it for the seven-year-old girl who can't afford a communication coach. Because for me, it's like, okay, the executive is going to be able to afford me anyways, but that seven-year-old girl isn't going to relate to the 55-year-old PhD on YouTube. So she's either going to relate to me or nobody if I don't make the videos. So I better take this seriously. I better put my gas on the pedal here and get the job done. And that always pushed me. So I would encourage your audience to think about who am I even doing this for? Like, what's the point of this? And if you get clear on that and you really picture them suffering without you taking action, you'll take a ton of it. I'm still thinking about the quote. If you, if you help one person, it gives you permission to help everybody else. I love that. Wow, that's that's amazing. But even speaking more to your point about starting, about resonating with who I tell people all the time. I was even talking to one of my fraternity brothers earlier today about just do it, just post, just go, just, just, just rock it. Just, you know, if you flop quote unquote, or if you don't do the likes or the numbers or what you were expecting, that's just how you feel. That's not about who saw it, who impacted you, because you know, people scroll all the time. People click things, people watch things. They're seeing it. Somebody is seeing it. it's being shared. It's being surfaced across social media, explore pages, reels, messages, emails, anything like that. But like you said, can the seven-year-old girl relate to this 55-year-old PhD? If, if not him or not her, then, then who do they relate to? Had I not posted this content, who knows? But even if they came across it years later, like you said, you're seven years in the game, which I also want to talk about too, but seven years, 
who they could have came across that two years into the journey, five years into the journey. At any point, the value still remains the same. It doesn't matter how you pick it up on. So sometimes it really is as simply as it sounds. Just start. Just press that. Because like you said, once you start, once you take that step forward, just that one single step, it could be a half a step. It could be a scoop. You're ahead. You're ahead. You've moved. You've made direction. You know, even if you get knocked back a little bit, that's OK. You scoop right back up. Even when we move our chairs back, you, you come right back to where you, you started. You know what I mean? So but I love that. But going further a little bit, seven years in the game. OK, so I'm 26 years old as well. I think about seven years ago, I was having the time of my life at East Carolina University in Greenville, North Carolina. I was not thinking about uh, YouTube. I was not thinking about content, branding, anything like that. I was thinking about, you know, well, when's the next party? When do I, you know, when can I clock out so we can just go have some fun? When can we get this apartment and really, you know, make things shake? So the fact that, you know, you've seen a 19-year-old Brendan, you've seen a 20-year-old Brendan, you've seen a legalized 21-year-old Brendan, 22, 23, so forth and so on. What would you say as you, one, developed Master Talk, one, developed your brand, one, developed your skills, but two, you've gotten older, you've gotten mature, you've gained knowledge, you've, you know, you've gained connections, lost connections, relationships, everything like that. What would you say as you look at the overall growth of you and your brand? What are you most proud of? What has changed? What are just some notable things that you can kind of speak to across? For sure, tomorrow. And I'm not any different than you. You know, I had my share of parties. I had the fun time too. So, and I still do, to be honest. I mean, we're still young, but I think the the big piece is I think the one thing I'm dangerously good at, and I don't even think it's communication. It's focus. Notice I'm just focused on one thing. I didn't do anything else when I made the decision to do master talk, like that's why when people ask me, like, what do you do besides that? What are the projects are you working on? I just look at them and I'm like, no, I don't do any other project. They're like, well, are you working on something else? It's like, no, it's either I do this or I'm spending time with my family or I'm like watching TV. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I'm doing. Or like, you know, watching TV could mean listening to podcasts. It could be personal growth development but that's all I'm doing. So because I'm, I've been so focused in one narrow area of life, which is communication, coaching, and thought leadership, I was able to make a name for myself in the industry really, really quick because I've just focused on it for such a long period of time. In the same way, you know, Zuck said I had start with Facebook and he was really young and he just put all of his attention on that or the Collison brothers with Stripe. It's the same thing, right? So there's two parts to this. I'd say the first part is explore right figure out because a lot of people don't know what that thing is yet right so you want to explore you want to go see what's out there but once you figure out that you're pretty talented at something and you like it and you can see yourself doing this for a long period of time you need to realize that the impact the riches the everything the wealth the growth the the masterful craft is really in going into that lane and focusing all your attention on it so you can become really, really successful at it. And that would be the advice. In terms of my growth in general, I'm definitely really proud of everything I've done. You know, when I got started, if you had told me at 19 that A, I was going to get my dream job at PwC and then IBM, and then I was going to quit that job to then pursue and cut my salary by 70% to pursue a YouTube channel and a business full-time. Dude, I would have thought you had a mental illness. And that's what I happened. Like, that's literally what happened. So I, I'm really proud of myself of being able to shed old identities of who I used to be so I can become the person I need to be for the world. It's amazing. And I, I think you really make a great point when you say just focus, just lock in, just hone in on what it is that you're doing, on what you started, on what the purpose was that 
what the purpose of that was, your who even, because a lot of times we talk about the why, the what, the when, the how. We don't talk about the who though. Who, who is arguably the most the most important, like why? Yes, why is definitely very important, but I feel like why is very internal. It can be very personal. It can be just specific to you, to that person. The who, that encompasses so much. It can take you from here, from tunnel vision to just, like you said, had you not gained that mentor, that 20, the person who was 20 years older than you to really tell you, yo, Brendan, what you're doing, people would pay high money and they're doing it now. You know what I'm saying? Had you not come across that path, that who, you could have just been like you. And there's nothing wrong with the path, with the trajectory that you were on by no means. Right. But at the same time, money isn't everything, but money talks. And especially when you can learn your worth, learn your value from that. But essentially by talking to these high level CEOs, talking to these companies, you only expose yourself to just more people and everything like that. So I think focus is so important because I've talked to a host of serial entrepreneurs. And while it's nothing wrong with that. Personally, I could not do that. Like, I'm, I'm so focused on the Down to Business podcast that if you ask me to do anything else right now, no, like, it's just not, it's not happening. I think about three years of focus, though. I think about, I ask people all the time, like, because they, they give me props and they tell me things and, and everything like that. I ask them, hey, when was the last time you just willingly, keyword willingly, dedicated yourself to something? Whether it be a year, a few months, anything willingly, meaning it wasn't a, it wasn't a job. You didn't have to do this as a requirement to pay bills, eat anything like that. It wasn't school. It wasn't extracurricular. This was it, it could be extracurriculars, but essentially, what was something that you made a decision? You woke up one day and said, "Hey, I want to do this," and you just locked in on it. No matter what came with it, the hard times, the bad, the good times, the ugly, the pretty, money, relationships, everything like that. Having to say no to certain things, discipline, every it, it, it challenges a lot. And people really sometimes look at me and have to take a step back. I had to take a step back. I had to really, people were just like, you don't realize that you're a year into this. You're two years into this. I celebrated three years last month. It was just like, wow, like, wow. I, I think about 2019, I think about the basement. If you would have told me that now I'm in Tampa, Florida, now I've been through different cities, different states. I've been able to do live events. I've been able to sit down with so many business owners and entrepreneurs, do giveaways and everything like that. I wouldn't have said you had a mental illness like what you said, bro. Your path, bro, I would have looked at you like, wow, I did that. You know, so I, I definitely think that that's something that you we all have to realize. That it's one word, five letters, focus. What what, what does that look like for you? So I, I think that that's amazing. I think that the fact that while I'm sure many trials and tribulations, life isn't perfect. It's not a bed of roses. You know, the fact that you still maintain and stay true to you and still wanted to impact people. Because, you know, we see all the time. People get that that one deal or make that one money or get that one check or get that one, you know, repost or that one share or just that one person, that one connection. And they switch. A lot of times people forget where they came from, forget that basement, forget where they started, forget really working your way up. And I think sometimes that's the most important part because that makes you appreciate everything that much more. When when down the business podcast becomes a household name, I'll think about master talk. I'll think about other business owners and entrepreneurs who I was able to talk to who helped me build along the way because you'll be you'll be well up there with me just the same. But I'll also think about what we talked about, how we resonated about starting somewhere, how we resonated about how things didn't always go our way, how we resonated about how just started, maybe even delaying something, maybe even waiting too long. Well, had I, you know, Brendan, had we had we been on YouTube when we said we could have did this years ago, you know what I mean? It's different things like that that'll just make you appreciate that. So I think that that's so important. So before we tell people, you know, where they can lock in with you, where they can just hone in on all things, public speaking, communication, even just enhancing their brand. Do you feel like there's anything that we haven't touched on today? Anything that you want to leave for the people, my audience? Because I have a, we'll have a host of people different happening. We'll have the introverts. We'll have the extroverts. We'll have the ambiverts. We'll have, <laughs> I'll make up another bird if I need to. But we'll have, 
lot of people, you know, in here essentially who, you know, even like I said, as somebody who loved public speaking, as somebody who you couldn't tell me that wasn't my thing. I learned so much from your channel just from clicking a few videos, just from going through the page. And it was just like, wow, like these some of these and some of these things are just so subtle that if you just add it in or throw it into your routine or just stay consistent with it. It can transform, man, it, it, what you really say. So, yeah, is there anything out there? For sure, Tamar. You did such a great job with this. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, I would say for me, the question at the end is, how would your life change if you became an exceptional communicator? You know, I think the problem with most of this industry that I'm in is that a lot of it's saturated and laced in fear. It's anxiety-driven. It's stress this, fear that. I was like, that's not the point of communication, team. Communication is about making somebody's day. It's about sending video messages. I, I actually did this last weekend. I had like a stupid Santa hat on that I bought on Amazon. And I just sent a bunch of them to my clients and just said, hey, what's up? Happy holidays. And they're like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, it's, it's just making people's day. That's the point of communication. This is why I always believe, Tamar, that the number one challenge in mastering communication is not fear. I believe fear is number two. Number one is motivation. Because there's so many things that we're fearful of in our life. We have in fear of getting a job entry, starting a podcast, starting a YouTube channel, asking a girl on a date, asking a guy on a date, getting married, having kids. There's so many things that we can be scared of, but we do it anyways because we're more motivated to do it. We're going to be motivated to figure it out. So I encourage you to find that motivation. So reflect on that question. How would your life change if you became a relation, uh, if you became a relationship expert, if you became an exceptional communicator, really reflect on that because that's when you'll start to see like, oh, I want to be a better mother. I want to be a better father. I want to be a better entrepreneur. I want to be a better executive at a company. And that's what will motivate you to go, okay, now I need to work on this. This is important. So I'm going to do the random word exercise. I'm going to pick a random word like juice and create a random presentation. I'm going to ask myself a question every day like Brendan did until he had an answer for everything related to communication, but in my field, in the field that you're in listening to this. And then the third piece, I'm just going to send video messages because what the heck, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? And then we go from there. I like that. I love that. Honestly, so much so that I'm, I'm about to make a call to action to my people. Listen, I got the Instagram live going as well, but I definitely want people to know that one, you can always send down the business a video message at any point. I think I'm going to actually start sending someone. I think I'm going to go get me a Santa hat. With you don't even need the beer. Yeah, y'all going to get some video messages from YouTube. <laughs> but I would say too, I think that question is just, wow, if you can really internalize that, you can do so much with that because I think it enhances a lot. You don't have to be a public speaker. You don't have to be, you know, the top dog communicator. Like you said, you could just want to be, want to be a better mother, want to be a better coach, want to be a better father, want to be a better, you know, worker at your job, want to be a better business owner, entrepreneur, anything. So I think that encompasses so much, but at the same time, I'm calling some people out right now. Look, I want to see some random presentations with some random words. You can put some words in a hat. We can start drawing them. But essentially, I want to see one. So if somebody sends down a business one, I will gladly present one for you. Let, let me just do that, whether it be juice, toolbox, desk. I'm just looking at things in front of me. You know, you got different things. So, But I love that a lot. And I definitely think that a lot of what Brendan spoke to today, it can be applied in, in many different forms of life. Don't just think because you didn't study communication, because you didn't study journalism, because you're not a writer or a talk, whatever the case may be that it can't help you, that it can't enhance you, that it can't further and strengthen you. Because who knows? You watch one of his videos, you apply some of the principles and the concepts and you apply them consistently. 
It could develop new interests. It could pique new hobbies for you. You could be involved in something totally different and get through all of 2023. We can be coming and following up with you and finding out that you got your whole 2023 mapped out similar <laughs> to Brendan, because I'm not going to lie, I'm a little jealous. Um, and he's already thinking about 2024. So that's some inspiration for me to get right. But essentially, you know, I think a lot of what Brendan spoke to today, I think a lot of what Master Talk will encompass is worldwide. It's global. It can help anybody. It's not just it's just honed in on somebody specific. No, this can, like I said, the same way this can help me. I feel like this can help my little brother. This can help my grandfather. This can help my uncle. You, you name it. So arguably the most important part here, Brendan, obviously everything that you spoke to is important. It's crucial. It's gems. But I want this to be spoken to and followed up on and consistently done. So in order for the people to tap in with you, for the people who want to kind of, you know, come across the YouTube channel, find the content, Instagram, TikTok, everything like that. Can you just tell us the best places to reach you, how people can find you and how people can, you know, even if they want to kind of reach out, they just have some, you know, some questions or they just want some tips and tricks. Where are the best places to reach you? For sure, Tamar. Absolutely. So two ways to keep in touch. The first one is definitely the YouTube channel. Just go to master talk in one word and you'll have access to hundreds of free videos on how to communicate ideas effectively. And the second way to keep in touch is to go to, to come to one of my free communication workshops. So I do a free one online that's over Zoom that anyone listening to this can register for. I do it for the community, 90 minutes. It's fun, it's live, it's interactive and people can see me in action. So for those of you who want to jump in on that, go to rockstar communicator all right y'all rockstarcommunicator.com i love that and i will definitely make sure we include that in the bio but brendan honestly i have to thank you i definitely take my imaginary head off in this case to you but i definitely do appreciate you know like i said even before we had a a formal conversation you, you were already teaching me things i was already writing some things down i even had your pay i have your page pulled up on my other laptop just because i was going through some of the videos and stuff so no brendan you're definitely like you said you're exceptionally good at what you do. You're dangerously good at what you do. So I definitely do appreciate everything that you're doing, but I love the path. I love the story. I love everything that that had to occur in order for you to get to this point today, in order for Master Talk to be the brand, the business that it is, the household name that it is. So from down to business to Master Talk, we definitely appreciate you. We thank you. I thank all my followers. I thank everybody for always showing love and tapping in with us. But this has been another episode of the Down to Business Podcast here with Tamar Turner.